It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That is our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel, where I am live right now. So if you ever Miss a single live edition? That's okay. You can always check out the podcast free and available wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of the show. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Fridays I'm right here answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me. On Twitter, at Julian Council to participate in the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Okay, so this is actually... um take two of the live show. It's been a very long day coming back from the West Coast, being out in Phoenix this past weekend and kind of bungled the code open here on the YouTube channel and decided, all right, after 13 seconds, let's go ahead and delete this and come back and do it again. So we're back doing it live here on YouTube, breaking down day one of free agency for the Carolina Panthers, 6.12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, about six hours into the negotiating period. The new league year starts at 4 p.m. Wednesday, March 15th, where the contracts the Carolina Panthers agreed to today will officially become real and legitimized. So we have plenty of time, not really, to get to that, but we have a couple days today, tomorrow, and then, of course, most of Wednesday before we finally get to the new league year here in the NFL. Now, Let me start off today's show before we get into the moves the Panthers did by just reminding people that the best way to build a winner in the National Football League is by building through the draft. That is how teams win. Look at some of the best players on the Carolina Panthers. Taylor Moten, Ike Iquanu, Derek Brown, who I saw at the airport earlier today, by the way, Shaq Thompson, Dante Jackson, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin. All of those guys were drafted. Then you have other players like Austin Corbett, hopefully, fingers crossed, Bradley Bozeman, who were brought into free agency, were brought via free agency to fill some of the holes on the roster. You want to build the foundation of your team through the draft, but fill those holes through free agency, which is important to remember and understand as we go throughout this free agency period, where the Carolina Panthers certainly have Plenty of holes to fill. We went over that yesterday on the free agency primer, and we'll go over it again today as the Carolina Panthers have filled a couple of those holes on their roster. Now, let's go ahead and start off with what they've done on the defensive line. Going into free agency, you looked at it. You had Brian Burns, you had Derek Brown, but outside of that, who could you really trust and depend on on that defensive line here in Carolina? Amari Barno didn't play that much as a rookie, so I would say no Itor Grossmatos has had opportunities. They got rid of Morgan Fox for him to be the starter last year. Did not see nearly enough 
out of him production-wise to feel comfortable moving forward of Etor Gross Matos as he started here in Carolina. Marquise Haynes, situational pass rusher, like him. But no, Bravion Roy, Marquan McCall, who actually had some moments, that is a unit that left a lot to be desired. And knowing that you're going to a 3-4 scheme, you got Derek Brown, you need someone else to put on that defensive line as a starter, and they have done that by going out there and getting a North Carolina boy and former Saint in defensive tackle, Shai Tuttle, who the Panthers reached a three-year, $19.5 million deal, including $13 million guaranteed at signing. My guess, looking at that, three years, $19.5 million, $13 million guaranteed. Probably going to split that up the first two years. So more so a two-year deal for Shai Tuttle, but three years, $19.5 million. He's 27 years old. Went to North Davidson High School. Tweeted out after Adam Schefter put out the news, Carolina boy coming back home. He has 33 career starts, 29 of those occurring over the past two seasons in New Orleans. Four career sacks, nine career tackles for loss. Brought in now to be more of a run stopper and is expected to start in the middle of that 3-4 scheme as a nose tackle for the Carolina Panthers. A good addition. Someone who's played within the division. He's been a solid player in New Orleans. Now he fills a need here in Carolina, and you sure up the defensive line a little bit better. Now the Panthers still probably need to make some other moves, maybe find another veteran cheaper or find something through the draft because that's still not a unit that I feel entirely comfortable with. But that's a good start for Scott Fitter and the Carolina Panthers starting off day one of free agency. Now the second move that the Panthers went out there and made in another position group that needed to be addressed. Safety. We've talked about this since Jero Averro's come to Carolina. Where will Jeremy Chin play? The conventional thought was that he'd likely play closer to the line of scrimmage. And when we think about it, the best year Jeremy Chin had here in Carolina was his rookie season when he played more at linebacker in a hybrid role. Then his sophomore year in the NFL when he played safety was good, still had 100 tackles. Last year, banged up. But we now look at it and understand that for Jeremy Chin to really maximize his talent and to be the best version of himself in this Panthers defense, he should be playing closer to the line of scrimmage than at safety. His coverage skills have always been okay, leaving a little bit to be desired. He's fine safety, but he's an excellent player when he's playing close to the line of scrimmage in the box. And I think that Jero Vero certainly will find a way to utilize Jeremy Chin to get the best out of him moving forward. And knowing that the Panthers need to go out there and get a safety. We went over the top of the safety board yesterday, according to FanDuel, our sports betting partner here on Locked On. We looked at guys like Jesse Bates, who's now going to be in Atlanta. We looked at Von Bell. We looked at CJ Gardner-Johnson, and Von Bell is the one who was rated as FanDuel's fourth free agent safety. So number four on the free agent safety list. He's now here in Carolina. Von Bell has started 48 games for the Bengals over the last three seasons, logging 288 tackles, 12 of those for a loss, 21 pass breakups, five interceptions and eight forced fumbles. A 28-year-old is a physically tough player capable of laying the hammer down on even the biggest opponents. And I've already seen a video going around Twitter today of him laying out Juju Smith-Schuster back when Juju was on the Pittsburgh Steelers. A necessary and big-time move for the Carolina Panthers and tough for the Cincinnati Bengals in the fake Queen City as they lose both of their starting safeties. Von Bell started off his career at New Orleans with the Saints after leaving Ohio State, then going to Cincinnati, now back in the NFC South in Carolina. A good move for the Carolina Panthers to go out there, get two guys with starting experience, experience in this division who can come in immediately and fill one of the holes on this roster. So Shai Tuttle coming in to play nose tackle in that 3-4 scheme here in Carolina, and Von Bell coming to be the starting safety, allowing Jeremy Chin to move up 
close to the line of scrimmage in this defense, which only got a lot better. Now, offensively, there are still questions. Who's going to be the veteran quarterback? Who's going to catch the football whenever the rookie gets here and the other and the veteran quarterback gets here to town? Are they going to find a pass-catching tight end at any point in time? So far right now, the Panthers haven't done that, but looking at the veteran quarterback market, it's already kind of starting to dry up. Should there be any concern, especially watching a former Panther head back home to California? We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do that, this is one of the biggest betting weeks of the year as the NCAA tournament is going on. So it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more of fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast they'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 nfl draft check out mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day the first thing we went over yesterday Outside of, of course, bringing back Bradley Bozeman, which I still have not seen that happen. Let me check my phone, make sure I haven't missed anything as far as it goes, uh, some of these moves, because they are coming out rapidly. Uh, still hasn't happened. That is a priority. Scott Fitter, the Panthers general manager, let us know right during exit interviews, I want Bradley Bozeman back. He also let us know he wants Deontay Foreman back a couple weeks ago during the scouting combine, but I expect Bradley Bozeman to be back here in Carolina, of course, at the right price, but I mean, I don't think he's going to get that much money. So he should be back here in Carolina as a starting center. Him and his wife, Nikki, have embraced this city, and this city has embraced him back, especially when he's been road grading the last season when he took over as a starting center here in Carolina. So need that to happen. But the second thing I was talking about was the whole premise of this entire offseason now that the Carolina Panthers have moved up to number one overall is to build a solid foundation for the rookie quarterback. You have that with the coaching staff, with Frank Reich, with Josh McCown as the quarterback coach, with Thomas Brown coming over, with Parks Frazier, who spent time last year as a play caller for Indianapolis, and Jeff Saturday was the interim head coach, and of course, having Jim Caldwell. You have a very strong offensive coaching staff, defensive coaching staff, and special teams coaching staff. Overall, this is a very strong coaching staff for the Carolina Panthers in the NFL. So you have that foundation laid, but offensively, aside from the offensive line, you have one of the worst receiving cores now that DJ Moore is gone. Terrace Marshall, I love his potential, just have not seen enough of it. Yes, he showed flashes, but flashes are not enough to believe that he's all of a sudden going to step up and be that guy. Maybe in year three, we'll see that big leap from year two to three, but that's still to be determined. LaVisca Chenault had his moments. What we have not seen enough from him to feel confident that he is going to produce over the course of a 17-game season when given the opportunity. Same thing with Shai Smith, who was excellent in the preseason, 
but was not that same player during the regular season. So the Panthers need to find some pass catchers at wide receiver. They need to find a pass catching tight end. For whatever reason, Matt Rule and his scheme, they had no desire to throw the football to the tight end unless it was one of those underneath crossing routes to Ian Thomas for three yards, which is largely ineffective. And do you really want to be giving Ian Thomas the football in that situation? My guess is no. So the Carolina Panthers need to be active in the wide receiver market, which let's be honest with ourselves, y'all. It's not a strong wide receiver market. We went over it yesterday. Jacoby Myers is probably one of the top wide receivers, may be the top. I know Odell Beckham Jr. is out there. The Panthers were there last week, at, or I guess over the weekend, at his workout. Don't imagine he's going to be looking at Carolina as the place that he wants to go, especially if they're going to have a rookie or just some retread veteran. Don't see this as a place that he would want to go to, just kind of looking at what his market was last year when he was trying to come back, looking at Dallas, some other contenders that have established quarterbacks. Not a problem at all. Adam Thielen, we'll see. Maybe he would want to come here, but again, saying that he wants to go to a team that is going to be a contender. Right now, the Panthers got to figure out some things offensively. The defense, I think, is going to be there. They got to figure out some things offensively before we can sit there and say they can be a contender. Now, Adam Thielen would certainly help them. So I don't really look at those guys as much as options. Maybe I mean, they are options. We'll see. I just don't necessarily believe that they're at stage in their career that they're at right now that they're looking to come here to Carolina but a guy like Jacoby Myers would make sense McCole Hardman who the Panthers have interest in he would make sense but what we're largely looking at as far as the free agent wide receiver market or a bunch of number two and three wide receivers and number one is not out there available and then in the draft the Panthers in the second round are gonna have to go out there and get a wide receiver but will that guy turn into a number one day one I don't know Hard to imagine. It's probably going to be a position group that's going to leave a lot to be desired this year, but it's a long-term process with this rookie. Yes, you want to put the best team around him this year, but there's going to be challenges in doing that, which is why I said you fill holes in free agency, but you really build your team through the draft. The Panthers are going to have to build their wide receiver core for the future through the draft and, of course, some shrewd trades. Maybe they go out there and trade for DeAndre Hopkins. We'll see what happens, but that's certainly going to be a position group that is going to have some level of concern from the fan base, and rightfully so. But we'll see what the world looks like at the end of the week. In a couple weeks also, once we've gone through the first couple stages of free agency and really head into the draft season where the Carolina Panthers will start evaluating wide receivers. But it's not just pass catchers that the Panthers need to put around a rookie. They need to give him a mentor, a veteran quarterback who has been through the wars of the NFL, whether that was someone who was a first-round pick or someone who's just been a journeyman and has had opportunities to fill in and be a bridge quarterback in the past. The Panthers need that. But looking at the quarterback market after six hours of this, it's kind of drying up. Jarrett Stidham, he's headed to Denver to team up with Sean Payton. Uh, Davis Webb, he's known him since childhood. Davis Webb is now the quarterback coach out there in Denver. So that's the connection as it seemed like Las Vegas actually wanted him around. They have gone out there and got Jimmy Garoppolo to be their starting quarterback. Maybe they still take a, a rookie in the draft. Does not seem to be what they're planning to do, at least in the first round now with Las Vegas. Case Keenum is on his eighth team, maybe, but maybe it's not his eighth because he's already been in Houston. That's where he started his career, played at the University of Houston. He's back there in Houston. The thought is Houston Texans are going to go draft a quarterback at two, maybe one, if the Panthers decide to trade down with them in case Keenan will be that veteran presence who also can come in and, you know, give you a couple spot starts and you have a chance to win. Mike White, 
He was on my list yesterday of free agents that I would love to see. Two years, $16 million deal in Miami. And I think that's actually the perfect spot for him, just knowing that Tua has been banged up and has not been able to make it through his season since going, coming to the NFL in Miami's in win-now mode. And I think Mike White actually can help them win some games. Win, not if, when he's in there to take over for Tua, when Tua gets injured or if Tua struggles. I think Mike White can help them. Unfortunately, not going to be here in Carolina. And then Sam Darnold headed off to San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan. And I honestly feel like that's the best spot for Sam. Brock Purdy just had the elbow surgery this past weekend, which is going to allow him to throw the football in a couple weeks. Man, it's hard for me to look at a guy who has a UCL issue and come back and think he's going to be right starting off. We saw what happened when Jake DeLome had that same issue here in Carolina. And, I mean, DeLome better than Purdy maybe? I don't know. Not really trying to sit here and debate that. But Purdy, injury concerns. You look at Trey Lance, former top three pick, has not been able to stay healthy. And when he's played, are we convinced that Trey Lance is that guy? So now Sam Darnold goes back home to California. And I know people are saying, oh, poor Christian McCaffrey. Um, They're actually friends. So I'm sure CMC does not feel the same way that you might. So Sam Darnold, again, former top three pick. Kyle Shanahan has had success with basically every quarterback in that scheme. Would not be surprised if Sam Darnold gets an opportunity, which I understand why he would go out there to San Francisco, being back home, finally being on a winning football team. All reasons why he would land there in San Francisco. But now that's concerning here in Carolina as far as it goes to who's going to be that veteran presence in the quarterback room for the Panthers. Who's going to be that bridge? Are we going to start? C.J. Stroud, week one, some of you might want that to happen. I'm not saying I don't want it to happen. Just need to see what he looks like first to know whether he's truly ready and not just throw him out there. Same thing with Bryce Young or Will Levis, certainly Anthony Richardson. If it comes to that, you need to have someone in here. And we have to understand, it's going to take some time. We're not even seven hours into this as of this live recording into free agency. But we have seen guys like Stidham, Keenum, Mike White, Sam Darnold all go off the board. And Jacoby Brissett is linked to the Buccaneers. Now, Baker Mayfield, who apparently the Buccaneers are interested in signing and looks like he's going to go there and compete with Kyle Trask, maybe Jacoby Brissett's probably not going to look in going there. You have to look at the Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray. He's going to be out for the majority of the season coming up here in 2023. Could that be a landing spot for someone like Brissett who wants to be able to start? Or is he more comfortable coming into Carolina, being a bridge, we have no idea whether he actually gets the opportunity to start week one or not. It could be the rookie. I don't know. But expect all these quarterbacks that are not the top of the line. And we've already seen the top of the line free agents like Derek Carr sign in New Orleans. We saw Jimmy Garoppolo now go to the Raiders. And we're seeing Aaron Rodgers potentially go to the Jets. You're seeing that quarterback market of the top tier, kind of middle tier guys as well, who are still starters in this league, find new homes. Now, the lower rung, they're trying to find homes and maybe being patient, trying to find the right spot. Sam Darnold, found the right spot for him. Mike White, found the right spot for him. Case Keenum, saying the same case. Jared Stidham, same case. We'll see how it works out. So I would not tell you to freak out because, again, we're very early into this entire process. But it is a little bit concerning just knowing that one guy, and I, and I had told you all that Sam Darnold had a conversation with somebody recently, and they are saying that he's probably not going to be back here in Carolina. And, well, lo and behold, he's not here in Carolina, and I think he's in a good situation for him. Andy Dalton's still available. Jacoby Brissett's still available. I think the Carolina Panthers are going to find their guy. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, I doubt that's going to happen. But still, 
there are guys out there that are available that can come in and be that veteran quarterback and a mentor and a bridge potentially for whoever the Carolina Panthers draft coming up here in April. So do not fret. It's only day one or day two, depending on when you're listening to this. We will get there soon enough and find that right guy. And also understand, the Panthers just trade up to number one. Some guys are going to look at them and be like, well, am I even going to get to play at all? Am I just going to be sitting there holding a clipboard? Like, eventually, yeah, you're going to hold a clipboard because that's what you are. You're a clipboard holder in the NFL. Sometimes those guys want to start a couple games and be able to find their new, their next spot based off of their play when they come out and play in those situations. P.J. Walker, maybe he's an option. There's still options out there in Carolina, so would not get overly concerned about that. Now, speaking of quarterbacks here in Carolina, Matt Corral, when you look at the winners and losers of the trade from Friday, and I'm not really a big winners and losers kind of thing. I guess Justin Fields, winner, gets a wide receiver. The Panthers, winner, they get to control the draft. We'll find out who really won or lost that draft in a couple of or trade in a couple of years. But certainly someone who clearly lost is Matt Corral. And according to some reports, he might be on the move, or is he? We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do that, y'all, let me tell you about our friends over at Built. The Built March Madness bracket is here once again. We know you have a favorite Built bar or puff, and now is your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but a Locked On fan, one will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built Bars, Best Puffs, or Bars delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. So what makes Built Bars and Puffs so good, you ask? Well, for starters, they are all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate on every single bar and puff. Run, do not walk to Built March Madness, BuiltMarchMadness.com, excuse me, right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you are there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So what's the future for Matt Corral here in Carolina? The Panthers third round pick from a year ago, who unfortunately broke his foot in that week two preseason game up in New England. The same field that one guy who used to be a shining star in this city also hurt his foot on a couple seasons ago and sent us down this spiraling road of quarterback suck, but let's not get back into that. Matt Corral, what's his future as he missed the entirety of his rookie season in 2022 and missed a massive opportunity to show that he could be the long-term option here in Carolina? Well, after seeing the Panthers trade up to number one, very clear that will not be the case. So we wondered then, where is he going to go? Is he going to stay here in Carolina and be the backup they can develop? Will he get an opportunity one day? Will he get traded? Well, according to Mike Giardi of the NFL Network, 
He's heard from multiple sources that the Panthers would be willing to move last year's third-round pick, Matt Corral, and that the cost won't be high, which it really shouldn't be. Coming from a weak quarterback class, someone who most of the NFL passed on, including the Panthers, for a couple rounds before trading up, which was a bad deal. Going back and looking at it, the Panthers received that third-round pick for New England, which was 94th overall. The Patriots got the Panthers' fourth-round pick, 137 overall, and they have this year's third-round pick, 76th overall. The Patriots were able to get Bailey Zappi, and we'll see who they get this year in the third round. Well, the Panthers got Matt Corral, and then, of course, we'll see what happens to the Patriots. So, Zappi showed some decent promise. Maybe he's the answer in New England, not Matt Jones. I don't know. Feels like the Patriots ended up winning that trade at this point in time because Matt Corral, after breaking his foot, and now the Panthers trade him to number one, likely to never play a meaningful snap here in Carolina, and is not the franchise, dare I say, Mike Kay, though, the Charlotte Observer, who I think is going to join us later on this week, he did report on his Twitter account that Matt Corral is not being actively shot for a trade per league source. However, phones are obviously being worked this week, and a good offer could lead to anything during this time of year. Given a new regime, I wouldn't rule out anything. And honestly, if the Panthers can get anything from Matt Corral, sixth pick, seventh round pick, I'm totally fine with it. I always felt in the moment that it was a panic move by the Panthers because the Mayfield trade fell through day two of the draft last spring. And I don't have an issue with necessarily drafting Corral because I did think the Panthers need to go out there and draft someone and start developing that guy. I never really bought into Matt Corral being the franchise in the future here in Carolina. Would have loved for them to get an opportunity this past year, but unfortunately football and the injuries cost him that chance after Baker Mayfield went down and Sam Darnold was out. And if you look at it too, like PJ Walker, I think would have still been on the roster. So would it have been Matt Corral or would have PJ started in that situation? We go back and look at that Rams game. It wasn't like Steve Wilkes is giving PJ Walker much leeway and even brought in Jacob Eason late in that game. Maybe Matt Corral starts in that situation instead and possibly plays better and gets to start the rest of the season those final 12 games, which would have been the best-case scenario for the Panthers, opposed to having P.J., then having to go back to Baker for one of those games, and then having Sam in the final six weeks of the season trying to see what he has. They would have been better served had Matt Corral not broken his foot, obviously, so they could have seen whether he could have been someone and shown some sort of promise and not have them in a position now where they're trading up to number one. In a draft, I don't think there's one quarterback that is a surefire, can't miss. This guy is absolutely going to be awesome in the NFL. But that's what they decided to do, and I think it's the right decision, although still wish DJ Moore was here in Carolina. My whole thing with Corral was I didn't feel like they needed to trade up to three. They could have sat there at four, and they could have got Matt Corral at 137. They could have got Sam Howell there. And there was debate that maybe they like Howell and Corral. Now, of course, they tell us after the fact that how much they like Matt Corral, or they love them so much that they waited until the third round to draft him. And now a year later, not even, they're out there fielding. Not, I mean, they're not shopping him, but they're certainly picking up the phone. And Scott Fitter said in on every deal where Matt Corral could be gone, having never dressed out for a regular season game. That's how much. And remember, Scott Fitterer, still the general manager, was here last year. You got to think he had some sort of say. It was Matt Rule who was out there banging the table for Baker Mayfield. And Fitterer did say, once they drafted Matt Corral, that we're going to have to bring him along slowly. How much they really love the guy, they being Scott and the owner and the rest of the front office that was still here. Coaching staff is different. Front office, same guys. I've been here for a couple seasons now. How much they really like that guy. If there's reports now that he might be headed out of town, oh, yeah, and they traded up to number one to go get somebody to play instead 
of Matt Corral, and they're going to be looking for a veteran to be the backup instead of Matt Corral. And it's the best thing for the Panthers anyway. You don't need three quarterbacks out there. You don't need a rookie who's going to be your starter eventually, and you don't need Matt Corral also there as well, who's basically a rookie who has not played. Like, what value is he bringing to this roster? I don't see very much. He's got the mental reps. Cool. Sick, dude. How's it going to help the rookie quarterback? How's it going to aid the veteran quarterback on this roster? The Panthers don't need Matt Corral. It's unfortunate for him, but hell, that's life. That's the business of the NFL. And maybe he can go somewhere else to get an opportunity, but the opportunity is certainly not going to come here in Carolina. And the best thing for the Panthers is to get whatever they can for Matt Corral. Not in the same lot of Robbie Anderson, who I could not wait to get out of town, but you can get a sixth, a seventh for Matt Corral. All right, that's a win for me. Now, that's not the only uh, news out there from the Panthers um, today on Monday, of course, the signings of Vine Bell or the agreements. They have not signed them just yet, but the agreements that will become official 4 p.m. on Wednesday, new league year in the NFL with Von Miller and not Von Miller, Von Bell, the safety who spent time in New Orleans last in Cincinnati and with Shai Tuttle, the defensive tackle last from the New Orleans Saints. North Carolina guy went to North Davidson High School. The Panthers also placed a restricted, a restricted free agent tender on safety, Sam Franklin, meaning that the, the core special teams player will return for another year. The one-year deal is worth $2.627 million. And if another team signed him to an offer sheet, the Panthers would have the opportunity to match. I uh, don't know how many teams are out there looking to sign core special teams players who offer sheets. So the Carolina Panthers should be good on this one. And um, a little bit of credit to Matt Rule because this is one of those Baylor guys, and Sam Franklin has come out and actually been a pretty good player for the Panthers. Special teams player, not like an every down player, but special teams player led the team with 13 special teams tackles last year. Good player, smart decision by the Carolina Panthers to bring back Sam Franklin for next season. Now going over the checklist of needs after one day, and it's still early in the evening. I got some things going on tonight, and I'm still dog-tired from the weekend, so I kind of did it a little bit earlier than I wanted to do. Tomorrow, probably going to do it about later, like 9 o'clock, go live again. That's going to be my plan throughout free agency. Just go live, kind of give you all the update there, and if anything breaks, like after, because I like to do it early in the afternoon typically to record these episodes. So if something happens at 7 or 8 o'clock, I don't want to miss that. I want it to be on the show for that night on YouTube or for the next day on your podcast feed. So... Check out probably tomorrow around 9, 9.30. That's probably we'll be back live with the show, or maybe I do it earlier, but that's my plan. Um, but checklist of needs right now. The Panthers checked off safety, got Von Bell, checked off defensive line, got Shy Tuttle. Probably need to add another defensive lineman via the draft. Maybe free agency, they can get somebody cheap. Safety, looks like they're good there. Can never be a bad thing to go draft someone if you think that's the right decision to make. Uh, need a veteran quarterback. As I mentioned, that market's not dried up. But you've already seen some names that you would have liked here in Carolina. I think particularly Case Keenum, Sam Darnold, go off the board, Jacoby Brissett. I don't know if that's going to work out with them in the Buccaneers, considering their interest in Baker Mayfield, but he's still an option. Andy Dalton's still an option out there. The Panthers, I think, will be fine there, and you have to be a little bit more patient with that now. You can say, well, some of these other teams got their guy. Well, Denver, they have Russell Wilson. And Stidham's teaming up again with Sean Payton and one of his – good buddies from growing up. So that makes sense for him. Houston, Case Keenum, he spent so much time there. It makes sense for him to go down there because he could get an opportunity to start. He also could be a mentor, and I think he likes that role. Mike White, he's been a guy who, in New York, the Jets, got opportunities because Zach Wilson was terrible. And he's going to get an opportunity in Miami because Tua can't stay healthy. And in Sam Darnold, kind of similar situation, goes back home. Quarterbacks in San Francisco can't stay healthy. Maybe he finds his way onto the field and 
finally shows that promise that he was going to show coming out of USC. Who knows? The veteran quarterback, that hasn't been checked off yet. I'm not overly concerned about that yet. Pass catching tight end. Haven't seen Dalton Schultz come off the board. Have not seen Mike Kosicki sign anywhere. Have not seen, um, who's the other one? Hayden Hurst come off the board yet. Have not seen any of that. And looking again, just on Twitter, just to make sure, didn't miss anything. Man Hurts signed with the uh, Broncos, but we know Chris Man Hurts is not that guy outside of that trick play we saw um, on Monday Night Football where, what's the guy's name? Tessator called him Martinez. So no. Uh, and then, Wide receiver, haven't seen really any of those guys go off the board, which is not really that surprising because this is a very weak free agent wide receiver group. Although I do like guys like Thielen, if he would want to come here, I would take OBJ if he wants to come here. I don't think those two will come to Carolina. Not sore, it's just, just thinking. Don't think that would happen. But Jacoby Myers, I think, would be actually a good move. Paris Campbell, who's spent time. I mean, he's been in Indianapolis his entire career. Good size, good length, ton of speed. Would not be surprised if he comes here to Carolina. So we got time to work it out. It's only one day. The Panthers went out there, added some two two key guys in Von Bell and Shy Tuttle, and that's now going to allow Jeremy Chin to play what I think is a more natural position in the box and kind of a hybrid role. And I'm really excited to see what new defensive coordinator here in Carolina, Ajero Overo, can do with him in a defense that only got stronger today with Bell, with Tuttle, and now Jeremy Chen playing where he should play close to the line of scrimmage on this defense. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours, Julie. Julian Council, again, y'all make sure to watch the show, especially during this free agency week where I'll be live for the majority of the week. Probably won't go live with Mike K because, you know, i got to edit all that stuff and it's just not going to happen. But most of the day, so tomorrow should be live, probably around 9, 9.30, maybe 10 o'clock. Uh, then on Thursday, probably live. Well, Thursday might be when we have, well, at least Tuesday and Wednesday should have live shows uh, for you guys on the podcast. Maybe, maybe not. I'm trying to think through it. Just either way, subscribe um, to the YouTube channel. If you ever miss one of those live shows, it's okay. It's going to be right there on YouTube for you later. And of course, in your podcast feed, so rate, review, subscribe so you never miss a single edition. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council for my thoughts on what's going on during free agency, even though really my thoughts are be right here on the podcast. Um, but still you can do that because you're going to want to ask, ask a question for the weekly Friday mailbag. So either at me or DM me over on Twitter to get those questions in. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to you all on Wednesday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.